Today, I'm going to touch on something that may be a sensitive topic to some of you, but I want to make it clear that I mean no disrespect to your beliefs or to God. It's just my imagination doing what it does when reflecting on a well-known and accepted story. Many of you know this story. You can say it's as old as time. And if you don't accept that, well, it's at least as old as man. It's found in Genesis. Yeah, that Genesis. And I had, until recently, kept this theory to myself. Well, maybe I'll call it a supposition because it allows for some uncertainty in the idea. Whereas a theory uses not just a supposition, but a system of ideas based on general principles. So let's stay with supposition. And just so we can agree on at least that, I'll throw in some qualifiers along the way. Let's suppose that since the beginning of time, as it relates to the creation, there has been another being not overtly mentioned in the story of Genesis, and that there is more than a suggestion, dare I say a conclusion, he was also there during the creation. Whenever the story of the creation comes up or illustrations are painted, they paint a single godly person, and he is painted the way we, as humans, like to envision him with long, wavy, gray hair and beard, wrapped in a long, flowing, majestic robe. And the fabric is in shades of deep red, green, blue, and gold that anyone else would look ridiculous wearing. But somehow, God pulls off this awe-inspiring look because, well, he's God. And this well-dressed God figure has his hand outstretched and at the end of his finger is the most beautiful and inspiring image of nature, complete with streams, mountains, trees, and God is positioned above all of it. And the image I want you to see in your mind is him, well, creating. It is that very image that had me wondering, did he create the, the earth first and then think, well, is it just going to hang from my finger or on some guy's shoulders? Where do I put it? And I imagine him, because God is a him. Uh, what, some of you are thinking God is a her? Do I need to mention the awesome gray beard and golden robe again? Really, if you saw that on a female God, you would think, hmm, she looks like she's trying too hard, right? So, getting back to my story, God decides he is going to create a solar system to hold this newly created planet. Then he realizes when the planet rotates and the sun appears to go down, there will be no other light in the sky. And that could be terrifying. He thinks, I know, I will build distant night lights so man is not worried the earth is going to float out into the dark void when the sun seems to go away. He then thinks to himself, this is starting to get a bit involved. 
So he goes down the hall to his son's bedroom. He sees Jesus a bit busy with a magnifying glass and says, put that down and come over here. I need your help. I know it's a stretch. You're thinking God needs help. Well, I didn't say that. Let's just say he decides that this is a good opportunity to do a project with his son. You know, one of those relationship building exercises fathers do to teach a meaningful lesson or at least a skill or trade, right? So God tells Jesus, look, I set up a planet with an ocean and some solid ground. What I need you to do is to populate it with any type of creature you think should inhabit this planet. I'll be back to check on you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Now, wait a minute. Is that lamb's tail a thing yet? No? Well, then start there. You know what to do. So Jesus begins making these creatures. And after all the garden variety creatures are done, he begins on the more exotic variations. As he thinks to himself, I'm really going to impress dad with this unicorn. And he's really going to get a kick out of this dragon with wings. <laughs> you may be thinking, this is getting ridiculous. Well, is it? Because there are a lot of unexplained things on this tiny rock. And it sometimes just begs the question, why did God make that? Did he make dragons and then get rid of them? Because not everyone can be a dragon slayer? Or... Maybe there was something else that, that was at work here. Maybe he didn't make it. And it's here I want to introduce my supposition. Let's suppose there was someone else there during the first seven days of the creation. Besides God, and it wasn't Jesus. I'm not espousing new theology here. I'm just taking a second look at this story, because when I consider a certain creature, I just need another idea about its origins. No, I'm not talking about the kiwi. We'll get back to that. Nor am I wondering why we would ever need a spider the size of a small dog. No, I'm wondering about another creature that is both mystical in its appearance and real in its existence. Okay, let's get back to the scene I was describing earlier. I'm imagining the creation, and God is creating the heavens and the earth and all the earth's creatures. This is a pretty big job, and so he decides Jesus needs to help out. So Jesus is busy putting stripes on a tiger, spots on a leopard, and when he starts doing the impressive stuff, like the unicorn and the dragon, not to say that the tiger bit isn't impressive, but it's at this moment, Joe comes on the scene. You're saying, hold on, who's Joe? Well, Joe's not ever mentioned, and I didn't think it was possible he existed. But there were just too many things in my mind, suggesting that Joe was there too. Let me explain. Joe is Jesus's brother in heaven. And the reason we have never really heard about him is because Joe is like that family relative we all have, 
but no one really talks about. Think about that Sesame Street song, One of these things is not like the other. That one, you know? Joe is such a stark contrast to God's all-knowing, awesome, robe-wearing, all-loving deity, and who is shadowed by his son, who did all this cool stuff while on earth. You have them, then there's Joe. So when you think of Joe, imagine a nice guy, but the one who would walk up and say, hey, pull my finger. So Joe has a lot to prove, and it makes perfect sense, to, to me anyway, that when he sees Jesus making all these cool creatures and just pulling them out of thin air, although it might have been thick air, I'm not really sure how you pull an elephant out of thin air, but, but I digress. So Joe is watching all this creating and asks Jesus, can I try one? And Jesus, being the epitome of love, patience, and all that other cool stuff, says, Sure, Joe, why don't you try? And so, it was here. Joe created the most mixed-up, useless, and other-world-looking creature that we call the duck-billed platypus. <laughs> so, when he was done, he was proud. Jesus was dumbfounded. And just as Joe is taking a bow, God comes back. He took one look at the unicorn and the dragon, and they were no more. Then he chastised Jesus for what he called showing off. But when he looked at Joe and the one creature he had managed to create so far, he paused and decided, just like the kiwi and the giant spider, the duck-billed platypus could stay. Stay with us. We'll be right We're back. And you may be thinking, that's it? That's your proof Joe exists and that he was there at the beginning? Well, I have other notable bits of evidence I would like to submit to the doubters now. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Balaam. Yeah, the Balaam mentioned in the Book of Numbers, and also of 1967 fame when an inscription about him was found in Jordan stating he was a prophet or diviner in the 8th century before Christ. If you don't know the story, just look it up to get the gist of it. But for those of you who do know the story, just imagine the scene as described in that book. God is trying to get Balaam's attention, and Balaam is riding along on his donkey, and he isn't listening to God, and he's definitely not seeing the signs God has sent. Joe, because he's there, sees his father frustrated, because, you know, he's doing his that hand on his forehead thing. So Joe says, hey, Dad, let me take a shot at this. And so after some hesitation, God allows him to try. Joe then winks at his dad and says, watch this. And in that instant, he gives the donkey the ability to speak. How do we know it actually happened? Because the Bible tells us the donkey then turns to Balaam and asks, 
why he's the one getting beaten when it's Balaam who's not listening to God. Can you imagine the look on Balaam's face when that donkey started talking? Can you imagine the look on God's face uh, when Joe looked back at God and says, See, now that I got his attention, you can talk to him. God must have been flabbergasted at this because the Bible states that he then allowed Balaam to see the angel he had sent because angels appearing in front of you were apparently more common an occurrence at that time. So I think the guy who would think up the duck-billed platypus is also the guy that would make a donkey talk, right? Not convinced yet? Then try to imagine Jesus or God snickering with each other while creating the giant huntsman spider. The one, you know, the size of a dinner plate that lives in Laos. Really? Why would Jesus or God do that? And must I mention the kiwi? No, not the fruit. The cute little furry creature from New Zealand that you just want to pick up and hug when you see it. But you can't. Because it has razor-sharp claws, and I do mean slice your fingers razor-sharp. Really, who would do that? Joe would. And I'll bet he is also behind the curse that people would become like walking corpses. That's mentioned in the book of Zechariah. And who will walk the earth while their flesh is rotting away. Sound familiar? Can you imagine God or Jesus thinking up people being alive and walking around while their tongue and eyes rot in their mouth and eye sockets? Kind of hard to imagine, right? If you want to look up Balaam's or Zechariah's stories or even the creation in the Bible, you might just start wondering like I did. And at the very least, you'll be reading the Bible. And even if I haven't made a case for Joe's existence, maybe you'll start to see God from a new perspective and realize he thinks of some pretty cool stuff. This is Israel Jimenez, and these are the voices we long to hear.